0: Welcome to Shit We Do For Love, the podcast where we delve deep into the gap between our human need for love and connection and our secret belief that we're not really good enough to be loved. This gap has us forever trapped in people pleasing, procrastination and perfection and all sorts of nonsense as we try to measure up and be the person we've been told is worthy of love all the while missing the truth about how amazing we already are. I'm your host, the Love Your Bloody Self coach, Wendy Windle. Fancy having boundaries that get back time for you? Then head to wendywindle.com to pick up your free guide, because never having time for ourselves is just some more shit we do for love. Hello, love. In Glennon Doyle's beautiful book, read it, listened to it, cried, loved it, In her book, Untamed, she describes a moment where she's asking a bunch of teenagers who are hanging out at her house watching TV if they're hungry and how the boys instantly yelled, yeah, bring chips. But the girls looked around at each other before silently nominating a leader who spoke for them and said, no, thank you. We're fine. Oh, love. Let's get into this. Welcome to Shit We Do For Love, Waiting For permission. This episode is inspired by my chat with Christina Torres, where she was teaching us how to stand in our big deal energy and be different from the group. If you haven't heard that yet, go there after this. It's called Find Your Big Deal Energy. And what Christina has to say about people pleasing, it will floor you. I'm still thinking about it. But back to today's episode, which is permission. Humans, our pack animals. As much as we like to think of ourselves as individual snowflakes, we've thrived as a species because we learned how to form teams and support each other. This brought about social constructs and hierarchies, which means that someone needed to set the rules and others needed to follow them. I heard this really compelling theory years ago, and I really wish I could remember where, but I can't. And this is why you should save podcasts that you like. Anyway, the theory goes that women feel and fear social exclusion more than men because it was more important for us back, back, back in the hunter-gatherer days to be secure in our group. When the men were out hunting for stuff, the women were left looking after the kids and gathering berries. We relied on each other. The theory is that this is actually where gossip comes from. If Jackie was supposed to watch your kids, I don't know why she's called Jackie, sorry any Jackies, but if Jackie was supposed to watch your kids while you washed the blankets last week, but she let one of your kids wander off into a bramble bush, you'd talk about her and Jackie's social currency would plummet. So if a bear attacked the settlement looking for a human-sized snack, guess who's going to get thrown out to save the rest of the group? That Jackie with her child endangering daydreaming habit. So, as women, we've got this in our DNA, in our veins, and when we when we're in groups, we take clues from each other about how we are supposed to dress, talk, and act, and eat. No one wants to be a Jackie and end up as bare food, and that's why sometimes we feel like we need permission to do things that we want. Because we don't want to get kicked out of some kind of imaginary group. Here's the thing though there's no bear anymore. If Jackie was ostracized today, she'd just go join a new yoga class and make better friends who understand that she's a bit flaky sometimes, but her tarot card readings are life changing. We've got you, Jackie. As women, I find that we are too busy looking around the circle to see if it's okay. And that's something that stops us from saying what we really think, like, okay, we don't have to be rude ever, but I think having an opinion is okay. It stops us from doing things that truly light us up, whether that be painting, long country walks alone, or quitting jobs we hate to start a business that's been calling us. It also stops us from going against the crowd. It stops us from standing out and saying, "Mm, that's not what I want, when everyone else is saying, yes, please. It stops us from being quiet when everyone is asking for noise or being the loud one in a room of silent acceptance. When I met my husband, P, I had this huge hang up about our age difference. I was I was really worried, not just that it would stop us from connecting in some way, but also, I, frankly, I was worried what other people would think and say about me. And I remembered kind of, sounding out a friend you know the way you you pitch something like it's not your idea just to see how the crowd will receive it so I I sounded out this friend just by saying like oh I've heard there's a bit of a rumor going around that P <laughs> and I are getting together funny rumor huh and my friend was like no way that is ridiculous why would anyone even think that he's far too young for you Ouch, And crawled back inside myself, but I'm glad I ignored her, and I'm really glad that P just told me to get over myself about it, because the minute we got together, this same lady was all, oh my god, I could see this coming, you guys are so perfect for each other, this is beautiful, but later, this same lady told P that she was jealous of me, because I got to be with him. Mm -hmm. So, number one, take away from this, when you are looking around the circle for permission, you don't know what ulterior motives, fears, or conditioning other people are dealing with. Number two, sometimes people are just waiting for you to do the thing, and when you do, they will support you anyway, even if they claim that they wouldn't. So, three, Just give yourself permission to go for what you want. I once worked with a client. We spent three months working through every aspect of her life where she was denying herself something that she wanted to do to say or to be we picked them off one by one and she gave herself permission to choose what she really truly deep down wanted schedule her day in a way that suited her speak to her partner about things that she'd been holding back on all of it She was transformed. There was no part of her life that wasn't being even slightly held back by her deep belief that she needed permission or the okay of a precedent or someone else's example to do things first. She took this really brave decision to give herself permission to just go for it, even if she was the first person in her family to do it, even if it looked like nobody else had done it before. She gave herself permission to have the audacity, here we go back to Christina Torres's talk, to stand in her big deal energy and know that she was allowed to be first. She was allowed to do it. So my love, back to you. What do you need to give yourself permission to do? Where in your life are you like that little girl looking around the circle to see if it's okay to be hungry? What's something that you could say to yourself to give you the extra boost of confidence to rely on you? There is no bear, Jackie. (laughs) I can choose for myself. It is safe for me to be a trailblazer. Deeply loving yourself means learning how to take yourself as the reference point. It's learning how to turn you to you first and ask, are we hungry? Are we happy here? Do we really want this? And then giving yourself permission to act. There's a huge difference between being in a group of people who are all looking to each other for permission and being in a group of women all giving themselves permission and supporting you to do exactly the same. Come and join us over at the Love Your Bloody Self Club. Sign up at wendywindle.com forward slash love club. That's wendywindle.com forward slash love club. I'll leave a link in the show notes for you. And if you found this pod helpful, please like it, follow it, leave a review, five stars please, or share it with someone who needs permission to love herself. Honestly, any of those things would be great, but especially liking and subscribing to it make a huge difference to the pod. Thank you. I bloody love you.